laurels for spring. Groundbreaking. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. Voltaire, hair. I would personally like to learn about Voltaire. Okay, Christine. Ladybird. Is that your given name? Yeah. Why is it in quote? Well, I gave it to myself. It's given to me by me. Okay. Take it away, Ladybird. You want to know how I got these scars? I. I quit. I quit. <laughs> Everybody wants to party with Aretha because I'm sexy and chubby, man. I have such doubts. <laughs> All right, movie time episode 81 with Anjanari. We're back after a holiday hiatus. The holidays, as the Brits would say. Went for a holiday. Happy, happy Christmas, Harry. Happy Christmas, Harry. We'll talk about the I'll talk about the reunion today. Um, it is 2022 as we're recording this. So we're gonna do a little wrap-up. We we've seen, I think like December was busier than October for movies, or like about the same. Um, so we'll talk about a bunch of things we've seen, new releases, Spider-Man, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, um, <laughs> a bunch of nose off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's a, <laughs> if you've seen Nightmare Alley, you know what I'm talking about, but um, yeah. And then we'll, we'll talk about, uh, you know, some, we'll, we'll do a 2021 roundup. Um, talk about some of the flops, some of the good movies, etc. Uh We so, should say that there's going to be spoilers, right? Like, Oh yeah, all these things. All I'm, these things I are going to have spoilers. Spider-Man's been out for two weeks now, almost. Yeah, I'm spoiling Spider-Man, so, um, so watch out. Uh, these these reviews will have spoilers. Um, okay, so I guess we'll start with stuff we've watched that um, the other hasn't watched, and then we'll do like the. Okay. You know. Um, I watched last night in Soho. I rented it. Um, I'm not going to talk about that right now because I have it on my flops list uh oh. so i'll elaborate on well, you that. shouldn't have revealed that <laughs> well i'll re- i'm revealing it so i'll elaborate that on that later uh i saw personal shopper finally which is a movie that i've been wanting to watch for a long time Wait, is that what's her face Kristen, Kristen stewart? stewart yeah so that's two uh tallies for good performance for Kristen stewart oh okay you're gonna count that all right i mean she does her it's very her no i'm saying you're gonna count spencer yeah Okay. Yes, I'm going to count Spencer. <laughs> she didn't seem like Kristen Stewart in that role. All right. Well, let's fine. Let's wait to get into that. Uh, you know what? She does well when she can have because she has a, a body. She's basically has a model's body. She's extremely thin, um, you know, in movies where there's like a, a lot of costumes or whatever. She does well in that. And part of this movie was that there were, were um, she's a personal shopper for someone who wears like a lot of brand named items and like part of the movies that she she's afraid to try the things on because her boss is very mean and there's parts of her trying on like higher end clothes and things like that um it was definitely unsettling it's one of those movies that has a lot of ambiguity um that makes you just feel unsettled um it's kind of about like mystery grief horror it's a lot of things uh landscapers which is a mini series on hbo max um with david thulin is it 
Lupin, Lupin? Professor Lupin. <laughs> yeah. Da- oh, David Thulis. I always call him David Thulin. <laughs> he didn't make a fucking appearance in the Harry Potter reunion. That no, was disappointing. he's too busy. Um, Rafe was there. I mean, I think Thulis can can make. Uh, All right, appearance. David Thulis and Olivia Coleman. I have to say, I think Olivia Coleman is becoming one of my favorite actors. She's just such a good actor. She like everything I've seen her in, she's just been amazing. Yeah. Um, that is actually based on a true story of a couple that murdered their parents and buried them in the garden but there like is murdered each like both no. of their so, sets of parents uh, <laughs> the husband mur- well there's ambiguity as to who actually committed the murder but they buried uh, olivia coleman's or the woman's parents in the backyard hmm. um there's not a lot of details about the case itself and at least in the public media so the show kind of relies upon like this magical realism element and obviously that fills in you know part of you know it's a true crime story but they they use it kind of to their advantage and make it black comedy it was very funny uh but yeah it's always interesting and tricky when people you know fictionalize or you know try to represent a murder obviously um and then i think everything else was things we saw together no the witcher oh the witcher season two obviously i mean henry cavill jacked out of his mind um Mm -hmm. i loved it I watched it in a day on Christmas Eve. It's just very, it's getting to the point where it's kind of intersecting with stuff I know from the video game. I've never read the books, but I played the video game, the third one. Uh, It's just excellent. Um, I love the Siri. She's one of my favorite characters. I love the the girl who portrays her. It's just a good, very compelling show, very much in my, I love the fantasy genre. So I enjoyed it. Uh, Okay, so I'll start with, Marvel's What If. This show has been out for a little while. It came started coming out in August, I think, with um episodes released once a week. Um, it's an animated series, so I was hesitant to like watch it because I'm like, I'm not huge animated, it takes away a while. It, it, it there's gotta be like strong reviews for an animated show um for me to want to like get in, even for like Marvel or Star Wars or anything. Uh one of my coworkers actually recommended it after he saw the Doctor Strange trailer with Evil Strange. Um, a darker so, goatee. Yeah. So Evil Strange <laughs> makes his first appearance in the What If series, um, and there was a lot of very cool because it's all it's all based on like multiverse stuff. Like what if um, this character did this instead of the? And, and I thought they came up with some really cool um, different stories. Uh, and then the final episode was was uh, a good um, a good conclusion, and it, it opens a lot up if they want to like expand on those stories. Uh, so obviously we're seeing that right now. Uh, with with the new Doctor Strange, most likely with uh, what's in the the trailer. So, um, so good show. Uh, Book of Boba Fett, uh, the first episode. <laughs> Book Fett, of Mormon, not fat. Um, he uh, that was good, really good. Um, first episode just came out on Wednesday. I mean, a lot of people are like, I know Dinky, who's probably fucking listening. Like, <laughs> we didn't need a series on Boba Fett. Fuck you, <laughs> Dinky. Uh, we did. Okay, <laughs> like. <laughs> He's very much like anti like creating more content on like existing characters. Like, don't get me wrong. If they created like another backstory on a Skywalker character, I'd be like, what the fuck? Go away. But like, oh, that hasn't he. I mean, he was like kind of a joke in the original movies because he died so quickly and he was supposed to be like this famous, this famous bounty hunter. But I mean, when he came back in the Mandalorian, who's fucking awesome. Um, and I think this this uh, this story is going to be great. And it's like, I trust the people who make this series. And I think Deborah Chow is the director. Or no, maybe she's the director of Obi-Wan. Who but is she, the, um, who plays it, him? The, he's actually, this the guy who, he's just a guy who was played the, in the prequels. He played uh, Jango Fett 
because Django Fett was the guy who was the, used as the clone, the original clone for the clone, like the stormtroopers or whatever. I'm I'm simplifying it. This um, means nothing to me. Anyways, but yeah, same actor. <laughs> um, and and he, uh, it, yeah, it was it was cool. Um, and the Harry Potter reunion. Uh, watch that. So I was getting a lot of buzz on Twitter, of course, uh, for us Potterheads. And I'll say one thing off one one thing off the bat. It's becoming lame to be a Potterhead because of Gen Z. And also, I don't care if it's chuggy. I don't care if it's lame. I will always be a Potterhead. Um, minus J.K. Rowling. But <laughs> what her brain spawned, I will always be a fan of. Um, besides, like, the hateful comments. Um, <laughs> besides her stereotyping yeah, of creatures. Besides, like, stereotyping <laughs> of creatures and, like... <laughs> Obviously hate having a vengeful hatred for trans people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but anyways, the reunion. So what they did, so J.K. Rowling wasn't not in the reunion, but they had like three clips of like things she said from, and every single time it was filmed in 2019. So like it was, they made like a clear, it was very clear statement like, okay, we're using her comments, but they, she was not involved in this like reunion special. So like she was very briefly in it. Um, Do they talk about her comments no, or no they don't talk okay about so they don't okay yeah they don't they don't talk about them um I, I mean i thought there was some good stuff like i mean i'm glad they kind of dug a little deeper into you know how rupert grint and uh emma watson and dana radcliffe like how crazy their lives were and how i think her uh, emma watson said she almost quit like after the third or fourth movie or one of those i think it was after the fourth movie because it was just getting so crazy um I just I appreciated that um, they all kind of had share the same feelings when they when they touched on all the actors and actresses who passed away in the series that was very sad. Um, Jason Isaacs who plays uh, Lucius Malfoy, uh, he died. He, no, no, his oh. wife uh, Narcissa was <laughs> oh, right, Helen right, right. McCrory, or uh, she. You know, he was he was get, you know getting choked up, and so was um, Tom Felton, and of course Alan Rickman. Um, so there was a lot of cool stuff like that or a lot of, you know, touching stuff. Um, not a ton of like things you didn't know. A, a few things like there was one thing where do you remember when Fred and George, they got the beards on, they start fighting after mm-hmm. they get rejected from the Goblet of Fire. The director was like unhappy with how they were like fighting. They're like, oh, this is how you fight. And he like <laughs> he like dove on top. I don't know if it was Fred or George. And he was like wrestling around on the ground with him. And George like broke two of his ribs or whatever. <laughs> that director, um, which was <laughs> which is crazy. Um, but it was cute. Like if you like Harry Potter, you're going to like, you're going to like it. Um, you know, I, I fucking love Harry Potter. How long was it? Hour 45. All right. I might, it's kind of like a background thing for me. It's cute. Cause like they go to the old sets and like, uh, I mean, Helena Bottom Carter is just like so funny. Um, and she's just so crazy. She's so good. Um, it's, it's good seeing her who else made the appearances. Uh, obviously Mr. Weasley, Fred, George, Ginny, um Hermione Hagrid? of course Dean Thomas Hagrid yes Hagrid Hagrid was cute uh he's just a cute guy <laughs> um but some people like I was kind of surprised they didn't make it like the new Dumbledore wasn't there or is he a lot like how old is he <laughs> I think he's alive they didn't mention him dying did they I don't know well obviously the first Dumbledore <laughs> Dumbledore was passed away I doubt he's dead but... they would have said something yeah anyways but I liked it they should it do was, that for Lord of the Rings hmm Oh, you should yeah, do that for should. Lord of the Rings. Oh Didn't it just God. pass the 20? It is just past the 20th anniversary for that, too, I think. For the first one. 
We, oh, we should mention we watched a little bit of. Uh, <laughs> I guess we the extended version of, the, of Two yeah. Towers. <laughs> we didn't really watch it, but we watched yeah. good parts from it. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I should add. I'm halfway through. Don't look up, and I don't think I'm going to finish it. Yeah, there's no um, way I'm watching that. I'm sorry. It looked fucking. It's not terrible or stupid. anything, but it's also and you know Jennifer Lawrence's character is literally the cool girl character she tries to be in real life. Like, is it like self consciously doing that? Maybe though. No. I think it's just the character. I, I don't know. It just didn't seem. It was just kind of lame. Um, and then, and also Ariana Grande playing like a. She was playing a pop star in it, like a very vapid, shallow pop star, and it was so fucking stupid and bad. I was just like, why did we need to put that in there? It was just so fucking dumb. I knew it was going to be bad from the second I saw the cast list. I mean, you can't say that. Yes, because they overstuffed the fuck out of the cast, and that then they're relying upon that. I didn't even get to Timothy Chalamet yet. I forgot he was in. No, I, mean, I can't through. watch that. I didn't even I'm get sorry. to him. I didn't even get to him. Um, and then a West Side Story. I loved West Side Story. Um, I thought the they did they had more hispanic representation which was great like more scenes in spanish a, a couple times though they almost did so much spanish that you're like okay like could you sneak in a couple captions here so i know what they're talking about oh they have no subtitles when they were speaking a lot of spanish yeah, they didn't yeah. Have i mean it wasn't like super long monologues or di you know dialogues but there was a couple times where i'm like okay i could use a couple you know a couple captions here um but uh the singing's great ansel elgort sounded really good um rachel zegler who's like the you know 19 year old viral star she was very good anita was my my fucking favorite uh she was incredible she was in the original cast of ham uh, hamilton on broadway bernardo i really liked the only one i didn't like is riff i thought riff was so fucking annoying good dancer um but yeah like his his acting wasn't very good people will disagree with me but the dancing was really awesome choreography is really cool the shots great yeah, I'd recommend it. Um, even if you're not a musical fan, like West Side Story is a classic and you pretty much know all the songs, even if you're not huge into musical theater. So, um, yeah, it was very good. I'd give it like a eight, four, something like that. I don't know. Mm. Um, OK, so let's get into movies we watched together. Let's start with. Do we not watch more movies than this? This is it. Nightmare Alley, Licorice Pizza, and Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah, I think that was it no, for December. No, we watched another one, didn't we, together? I thought we did. I look at my... I mean, I log everything on Letterboxd, so... I haven't logged. I, shit. Um, I don't think we did. Spider-Man No Way Home, Nightmare Alley. I guess we were going to see Kingsman and, and Macbeth. That's probably why. Yeah, Spencer was November. Yeah. Yeah, okay. that was it. All right, so uh, let's start with Nightmare Alley. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um uh scores i guess i'd give it like an eight two mm, yeah eight out of ten um enjoyable good cast um <laughs> if you were from buffalo so it was cool seeing some shots of buffalo um they almost the whole third act of the movie was in buffalo uh i thought bradley cooper did a very good job um <laughs> <laughs> bradley cooper is, is like on the cusp for me I, I thought he was very good. He this. wasn't bad, but there's something about his characterizations where it's like a little hard to believe or something. Just, like I'm I don't focused know what on it is. him. You just don't like him. No, I like him. I mean, he's he looked really good in that movie. He um, he looked great. Um, but there's just something about him where yeah, his his uh, the maybe it's the accent. It reminded me of um, 
a star is born or something. A little bit. Yeah, it was a little bit. The, the thing that the one thing about Nightmare Alley was it wasn't what I expected it to be. Um, mm-hmm. Like when I'm watching the preview, I'm expecting it to be some like mythical force kind of thing. Like, but it really, it really wasn't. And it wasn't bad that it was that way. It just, it just wasn't what I expected. Um, I think every, every actor did a good job. Um, Willem Dafoe was good. Um, Kate Blanchett, Rudy Mara, Ron Perlman. Who else was there? The guy who's the dad and stepbrothers. <laughs> I don't know what his name is, but. Um, Tony Collette. Tony Collette. Yes. Yes. Uh, giving him a handy. She needs to give uh, Nicole Kidman some accent lessons. Oh, because she's Australian, too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I thought it was good. I don't know. Any thoughts on it? Um, yeah, I liked it. I thought it was. Um, it's different. It was a different movie. Like It, it was, was less a, like fantastical than other Guillermo del Toro movies. Like the set was really cool. And obviously, like it takes place in like a carnival. So that's, you know, fantastical. Um but when you see in something like The Shape of Water or Pan's Labyrinth, like those are quite uh, captivating and the worlds are really unique and compelling. Not that this wasn't, but they did. The, the trailers did make it, it seem was like, like it was going to be yeah. like fantasy, maybe a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it was good. It was a really good movie. Um, but I kind of get why they did that because of like Bradley Cooper's like quotations power or whatever, like using that against. Right. I mean, it was a very powerful, you know, tool but not like real magic or anything. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was good. It was very good. Punch your nose off. Um, <laughs> there's a part where Bradley Cooper literally punches a guy so hard that his nose comes off. Um, it's pretty gory. <laughs> Wait a minute. I figured out who that one guy was. And then I, and then I forgot. Oh, Richard Jenkins. Oh, the guy who. Um, yeah. But what is he in that? I know? He's in a bunch of. Stuff. Oh, he was in the shape of water. He played the blind, the blind or no, not the blind guy. He played the gay, um, the gay guy. Uh, but he's been in a lot of stuff. So yeah, Nightmare Alley, good. I mean, recommended for sure. Um, okay, let's do Spider-Man No Way Home. Mm-hmm. So as a Marvel fan, um, I'll give it like a. I don't actually know. I don't. I don't rate Marvel movies to be honest. Oh my I just god! Don't. Not because like because it's like I don't know. I just never do. I, I thought it was very good. It had what you wanted. It had those fucking Spider-Man coming out and going hard uh it had some excess villains that should not have been there uh, <laughs> the lizard needed to be the lizard was the most useless character i've ever seen uh, but i really liked i mean willem dafoe I, I mean put that man up for an oscar for that performance he was so fucking good <laughs> like better than the original almost like he was so out like so enthusiastic expressive apparently uh, Abigail, shout out Abigail, was saying that he wouldn't do the movie unless he could do his own stunts. <laughs> <laughs> and it, like he did, I mean, he was vicious in that movie. I thought they did a good job of almost making him like more powerful um, mm-hmm. than like he was in the first movie. Um, yeah, uh, he was great. Uh, Tom Holland had actually a very good performance. Like he had, he's he's a good actor. Like he, you know, he can express emotion. Uh, you know, he he's. I mean, I'm not going to say he's transformative. He's not, but, um, but I enjoy him as Spider-Man and like Andrew Garfield stole the show for me. Like I thought he was funny. Um, he was expressive, emotional. Um, and I'm excited. There were rumors he's going to that he's going to be starring in other projects. I would love for him to come back. Even Tony McGuire too. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't see him wanting to do that, but either way, um, I would rec. I mean, I, I, 
it's it's out of the three Marvel movies, or I guess it's four Mar- Marvel movies that came out this year. It's far and above the best. Um, yeah. So, are you mm, um, it was good. It's like it's like for me, a Marvel movie is like eating McDonald's. It's like I know what I'm getting. I know I'm going to enjoy it when I choose to watch it. Um, uh, it's entertaining, but it's it's uh surface level like um it doesn't leave me satiated <laughs> well yeah of course. it's not like a fucking um yeah it's not of course not no uh, um i like obviously seeing toby Maguire and you know i don't really i like andrew garfield i think more as like a he's person. made a comeback i love him now yeah he's tick, making tick, a comeback boom. Very good in Tick Tick Boom. Um, obviously Willem Dafoe, but I would fucking love him in anything. You know, he yeah. steals the show in every movie. Uh, Zendaya's best performance I've ever seen. Because um, <laughs> she was just playing herself. Because she's just playing a moody teenager. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was good. I'm just, I just am like too. I don't know. There's just too much like ha ha ha. Like, you know, and like listening to all this. <laughs> plebs in the movie theater laugh at like the dumbest fucking jokes i'm sorry people laugh at the most ridiculous shit like there were were some there were some funny like lines in there and but people weren't laughing at the fun like there's one guy in front of us was like oh like at every little thing it's like okay the movies elicit a chuckle not like full-on oh no yeah booming laughter um but yeah i was like whatever i mean i give it like seven or something uh like the sandman out of there well actually you know what i'll keep the sandman (laughs) But get the um, get the lizard out of there. Get the lizard out. <laughs> I like Doc Ock. He was Jamie great. Fox like had some good lines, but at the same time, I was like, eh. like it kind of sucked because like the the Andrew Garfield villains like they suck. Like I would almost you'd rather bring back like fucking Harry <laughs> or whatever. Harry um, Osborn. Yeah, I mean like I don't know. They just kind of were stinky. I mean the lizard. Holy shit, that fucking lizard. I hate that lizard. He just did not belong there. Among the, power, <laughs> among the powerhouse villains that they had basically Willem Dafoe and Doc Ock um, yeah I wanted to see more of like I don't know you want to see more fighting mm, yeah I wanted to see more fighting and less like funny stuff between all three Spider-Mans yeah. um, more fighting would be better because like you can do it it's all just fucking CGI like just I mean you can do fighting of her Andrew and Peter Parker or, or Toby I would have so loved like, Kirsten Dunn's I was wondering whether they're well, they kind of addressed it right away, whether or not um, Emma Watts or Emma Stone was going to be in it, which because she she died in his universe and he mm-hmm. came after, you know, she was dead. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it seems that Toby was still or, or Toby Maguire Spider-Man was still with Kirsten Dunst. So that would be that would have been interesting. Um, and then you had some cut scenes at the end. One of them was. The, oh, yeah. <laughs> One of them was the Doctor Strange trailer, uh, which essentially got released the next day. And then what was the other one? The Shit. Venom thing. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> Venom is for Venom is for people who like people who don't even like want to watch a good superhero. Like, oh, my God. Like, poor, like Tom Hardy, what are you doing? Like, those movies elicit such a guttural dislike. Ugh, like the voice the thing voice is the most venom. annoying thing <laughs> I've ever heard. We're drunk. <laughs> it was so stupid. The only reason for that scene was to show that there the venom residue or whatever is now in Peter Parker's universe, like the main Marvel universe. So like somebody's gonna be a new venom in that universe, which thank fucking God they're not gonna bring Tom Hardy in because in that I just hate what they've done with the Venom movies. Like, I don't want like a comedy. 
like a straight comedy for a superhero movie, especially with that shit script. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's so yeah. Like I just wish there was some way of making a movie that was like a layer outside of that movie where they could like meddle with the Marvel universe. I don't know how to explain it, but like everything's so even like the cutscenes are like so they just like leave a crumb and then it gets solved the next movie. Like, what I if know. there was evil doctors? <laughs> <laughs> evil doctor strange is good i like evil doctor strange. i mean if you think about that character alone like the yeah. the vast amount of power he has and then like the the arbitrary rules of when he can and cannot like well no he's supposed, there's supposed to be laws of nature yeah there's a natural law he's like i've looked at 700 billion outcomes and this is <laughs> i mean i like Do- i love benedict cumberbatch so i like that Do- like doctor strange is one of yeah. my preferred uh marvel movies it is so. a very good movie like standalone um it's not too super superhero-y too and it has cool visuals and um and yeah benedict come can't can't help but love benedict come and i hope rachel mcadams comes back for the second one too because mm-hmm. uh, she her i like her and uh, benedict comes um chemistry uh okay last but not certainly not least licorice pizza i give that movie like a eight 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 nine i don't know i fucking love that movie yeah i would give it up there as well um hey i don't know if you say haim or haim i don't know I how think you it's i don't know she was uh, like if that's her first acting role like killer yeah she was like and i love that they use her real family yeah in the family her scenes her real parents name. and her real, real sisters. sisters obviously mm-hmm. um yeah, it hit obviously hit the nostalgia notes. I mean, there's uh, you know, <laughs> the Cooper theme Hoffman. of the movie uh, is uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Cooper we miss Philip Seymour Hoffman. So oh my much. god, I know. But yeah, the Cooper Hoffman does have a lot of his mannerisms, not mannerisms, but like his face is like some of his facial expressions. You're like, oh, that looks just like Philip Seymour Hoffman. Um, but yeah, of course, she's like what 25, and he's like mm-hmm. supposed to be like 15, 16. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we get it. You know, it's but. I don't know. It was sweet. Like it was a sweet movie. Yeah. And uh, I liked, I was saying this, I like that. They're just people who look like people. Like mm-hmm. they don't like, know. he was kind of like a stocky kid, you know, yeah. and she wasn't like, I guess you would. I mean, I thought she was very attractive, but she wasn't. Yeah. Like, she was pretty. Yeah. She's yeah. pretty and stuff, but yeah. she was just, she wasn't like, like yeah, you she know. had like a little bit of gap tooth and a big, you know, bigger nose. Like she wasn't like a typical, but I thought she did do a very, like she did look very seventies. Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, Bradley Cooper uh, when he came. I know he, he was, was great. In that. He was really fun. Like Bradley Cooper and uh, Sean Penn, I liked how they didn't like make them central focuses in the movie. They just kind of came in, they did whatever, <laughs> they like made an absurd. And it's so crazy to think this guy did There Will Be Blood too. Like, yeah. I don't oh, know. he did like, Phantom Thread too, yeah, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he's got range. He's, yeah, I mean, it, I thought it was fantastic really good yeah it was a good movie i would watch it again it's funny um the one thing i was seeing a lot other than obviously the the critique of um you know like basically pedophile um or whatever lolita i don't know whenever you're like older than like a kid or whatever um but like a critique of basically like the asian jokes that were like kind of like basically if you took them out of the movie like the movie would be the same um were the asian jokes with the, the guy who kept marrying asian women and doing oh like the, yeah that the, was very weird it was that, re- really was like just did not need to be in the movie it, and like it had no like no, nothing the only reason i was laughing at it was not because of it was 
the it was it was so it was absurd. Like absurd. I was like, yeah. why is this in the movie? Like, it made no sense for this to be in this movie. Like, I, I don't get what the point of that was. Yeah, like if they <laughs> wanted to do like a funny thing of like the trope the of like a gu- like an, who yeah. yes who has an Asian wife, they could have literally just kept it without him doing the, yeah. the fucking accent. So definitely critique of that is merited. But um, the conver- the larger conversation about I mean, it's a, it's a movie, so you know the larger conversation about like glamorizing uh you know predatorial relationships or, or whatever it's like it's it's a movie and you can have discussions about that but i just fucking hate like the simple-minded discourse about everything um it's like uh, well yeah it's like it's it's a movie um it was the 70s and it, like for the most part of the movie it was him chasing after her and her mm-hmm. like not really being interested because he was 15 or 16 or whatever. Right, so it's right, like, right. so it's like it not like it's not like it wasn't like kind of mentioned and talked about in the movie, but um, you know, I think part of it was too is they he they were the, he was a very mature kid for his age, I guess, like in terms of just like that's how they're trying to portray him. Um, like he was a schmoozer and everything like that. So yeah, I mean, of course, if you want to talk about it, sure, but like let's not beat it into the ground. I mean, yeah, and was she was movie portrayed and- as like um not really having a direction in her life and sort of mm. just being kind of aimless or whatever so yeah uh but yeah it was really it was a good movie all right so now since 2021 i think that's everything we watched yeah mm-hmm. um now since 2021 is concluded or has concluded we'll talk about uh what our top 5 movies of 2021 were and then our top 5 most anticipated films of 21 2021 that flopped so why don't we do top five movies of 2020? Yeah. So I guess you can start with five. All right. My number five is Lamb. Um, oh, it I was a good I movie. Think there's going to be a movie on here that I have on my list that you're going to forget came out in 2021. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll see. see. Um, Lamb. Yeah. It was, ex- I, it was what, you know, it was landscape porn. It was very strange. <laughs> it was not. a. I can't believe that was. It was a 24. Yeah. I liked it better than you liked it. Why do I have to have the same opinion? I'm not you? saying. I'm just surprised it made the list. That's all. I looked back at everything that I had watched this year, and that was something that was really unique. And I like, you know, I just like, sometimes I like a movie that doesn't have to do too much. Like, it was a the, very the silent gut, movie the, for a lot of parts. The goat man <laughs> fucked the lamb. But I was excited for it, and then I saw it, and I was like, this is a good movie. It's interesting. Um, Number five, Judas and the Black Messiah. That was 2021. Uh, I'm almost positive it was 2021. Wait a minute. No, because I no, there's no way. Yeah, it was it 2020. Look it up. I'm looking I'm looking it up right now. But did you watch it in 2020? How could I watch it in 2020? No, I think it was was it 2021? Yeah, it's 2021 film. Okay, I'm looking it was re- at it, yeah, but, it was uh, released in February, I think. Yeah, there were so many movies released in February. Yeah, February 12th, 2021. Okay, fine. Uh, I mean, Daniel Kaluuya, probably one of the most, uh, one of the, probably the best performance this year, maybe outside of, wait, was The Father 2020? <laughs> it was, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was. Okay. But um, yeah, seriously, one of the best performances of the year, easily. Um, uh, Lakeith Stanfield continues to be Lakeith Stanfield in that movie, but um, great story. Um and you take if you take Daniel Kaluuya out of that movie, it would be just like an okay movie, but he brings it uh, above and beyond. So that's my number five. My number four is Nightmare Alley. Uh, we just talked about it, but um, yeah, I was looking forward to it. It was one of the things I was really excited about. 
Um, and it was a good movie, but and when I think about some of the other movies I've seen, it's not as high on the list. So like I said, we already talked about it, but that was my number four. I've got The Last Duel as my number four. Mm. I enjoyed that movie a lot more. Like it's holding, like I was kind of waiting for it to drop down as I watched other movies this year and it still held up. Like it was one of those movies where, yes, it was long, but them switching from each perspective and kind of bringing something different, of course, each time, uh, it kept me captivated. And The Last Duel was fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's my number four. Um, my number three is the French dispatch. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like I said, it's a, that movie was, I mean, obviously like some people could say that Wes Anderson is like the Marvel of quirky, <laughs> is, uh, yeah. films basically. Cause you kind of had the same that sensation. One was, that one was one where you needed subtitles. Um, like yeah. there was so much like the, the quick quirky dialogue and like the references were so hard to keep up with in the theaters um at times yeah i mean i just love the way his creative mind works the way that he represents things visually that still have like i said he has a narrative voice with his script it's very literary uh obviously i love the colors i love the fantasy of it the idea of like a quaint sort of life pared back but i don't know so, sort of surreal uh it was just a movie that i really enjoyed i loved the segment with the artist uh that one sticks that out that was mind. the best one easily um easily. yeah it was a great movie uh three west side story i talked about it already um i it's like one of those things where it's like do we need a remake of west side story of course not um you know so i get the whole like remaking sure but like it's the same thing as doing fucking revivals on broadway every however mm-hmm. many years like they it's not like they don't bring back west side story every fucking 10 years or whoever you know whatever so um and when i and when it's like steven spielberg it's like okay this guy has a obviously a track record um and they had a different take on it uh and they kept true to most of the original story and the, and the music of course so yeah just it just blew me away um yeah i w- i would watch that. i I, would, I say that most times it's not necessarily that i'm against the idea of a remake is that usually they just don't do anything and right. i think with that obviously a lot of time had passed and the fact yeah. that they are they movie. are yeah. yeah they're they're able to add other dimensions like with the culture and you know the visuals and things like that and that doesn't detract from the original at all so uh even yeah. though i haven't seen it i obviously know that west Side i've Story, only seen it once but mm-hmm. i've but seen like, the original once but um yeah. i haven't seen the new one uh my number two is licorice pizza we just talked about it um, okay now i'm wondering if you maybe you'll know what the what the one i'm talking about okay. is, is your number one what's yeah. your number two uh my number two is spider-man uh we just talked oh, about okay it. Right, right right yeah okay okay my number one was the green knight ah okay is that my um, honorable mentions <laughs> that movie just blew me away it was everything i love in a movie it was fantasy uh dev patel was amazing i loved the luxury of it I loved the, the I always love scarf. <laughs> oh yeah. Yes. It was just so cool. It was one of those movies that I really want to watch again. Cause I know there was probably so many weird little uh, like clues and things that they probably scattered throughout. I love the idea of like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I guess uh, the way that he like play, like my, my loved the ending where he like got to play back in his head. If he like basically decided to live and the mm-hmm. kind oh, of yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, anxiety of living <laughs> that came mm-hmm. with it and sort of the the waiting for death kind of I don't know it just it was a really cool movie I it was the first movie I saw in theaters since the beginning of the pandemic and it like I said it blew me away it was amazing to watch on the big screen and I fucking love A24 movies so 
Um, my number one's licorice pizza. It might just be mm. like recency bias. Yeah. I mean, I did love the movie. It would definitely belongs in this list, but I don't know if um, if it would be my number one. I, I mean, I looked at all the movies that came out this year. I looked at like probably I went through IMDb's list like three hundred movies just to see, you know, make sure I caught mm-hmm. movies that came out this year that I watched. And um, it's definitely one of the best ones. So, so yeah, I mean, uh, we already talked about that. Uh, yeah. My one honorable, one other honorable mention was the green Knight, And the other one was nightmare alley. I thought about putting nightmare alley in there too. Friends dispatch. It wasn't one that flopped for me. And it wasn't one that like, you know, wowed me. Like I, I like Wes Anderson, but it, it kind of met my expectations. Like it was a little bit, it was a little bit worse than I wanted it to be, but whatever uh i had honorable mentions dune um the last duel minari oh uh, that's a 2021 movie yeah i think it might have came out in 2020 but it was screened in 2021 okay because like that and nomadland weren't those like yes yeah those were oscars 2020 i think so yeah oh were they oscar 2020 i mean i thought those were came maybe they didn't i mean okay i don't know that's i conflate that with 2021 though because it was like all it's february a 2021 oh, okay um uh, but the i don't Night think House. we were oh yeah release date was february 12 2021 but i think it was yeah we couldn't watch it until yeah 2021 so i'm not gonna eh, whatever well the night house was oh, a horror movie that i saw was that so I, cute remember that, that i watched um that's it though for uh and i also i can't tell if promising young woman that was 2020 technically right yes all right. And then like I also a- had another round, but again, that's 2020. <laughs> so you <laughs> so just whatever. All 2020. <laughs> no, my, my, they feel like they weren't that long ago, but mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah. So, all right, I guess we'll do. So mine aren't necessarily. F- oh, oh, did I pick a 2020 movie? I hope I didn't pick this as a 2020 movie. Hold on. Um, but these, these are obviously like ones that we thought were going to be good, but weren't some of these are ones that I thought were bad. Like, you know, I didn't really necessarily think they were going to be good um and some of them were <laughs> I think one of mine is a movie but i'm not taking it off <laughs> well i'm i don't think we're thinking of the day one but okay, okay yeah we might be all right so <laughs> number five uh, this one's more of one that i just was bad and not one i was like mm-hmm. necessarily anticipating antlers <laughs> mm-hmm. five i mean antlers just stunk thick boy plemons fine i guess but yeah that movie was bad bad yeah and it had uh, promise but yeah i'll talk about that later in my list um okay. my number five was last night in soho um okay. yeah, not on my i love Aunt anya taylor joy i think the premise of the movie was good and it started off well but they just took so many weird turns that were i don't know very confusing about the messaging of the movie um but i love watching anya taylor joy dress up and wear era costumes and the acting was good and like I said, the first like half of it was good. But then by the end, I was like, what the fuck? Like, um, it was just thematically very confusing. OK, uh, my number four, I had Eternals, uh, the Marvel movie, highly anticipated. It was like a very so so, if not bad movie, not bad, but below it, below average Marvel movie. And for me, of course, like with Marvel, they're going to have rewatchability no matter what. But like, it's just. I don't know. I wasn't appealed. Like there was nothing appealing about the characters really. And like their, the, well, Kit Harrington, just give me, I mean, his, his character being launched is very cool. The rest of them. It's like, I don't really care how they interact with the rest of the universe. Their powers aren't very unique. Their backstory isn't very unique to me, but Kit Harrington is fucking cool. 
Um, his character is going to be awesome. I'm excited for that. But yeah, the rest of the movie just was like, yeah. Um, yeah. I was I mean, almost going to see that. So yeah, I know. I was going to say, I mean, Chloe Zhao was the one who directed it. So trying to appeal to the, uh, the uh, cinema lovers. With we don't want that. But yeah, it's stunk. Um, for number four, I had I Care a Lot. Um, oh, that was a 2021 movie? Yeah. I wouldn't, I would say that one was just for me, it was just kind of like met my expectations, I guess. I don't know. I like was excited to watch it and I had an idea of what I thought it was going to be. And it was just so, again, this is another one where the messaging was so fucking confusing. It was like girl boss, but anti capitalist, <laughs> but also. Or no, it wasn't really anti. Like you, if yeah, you watched it, you could say it was anti-capitalist in a way. Um, it's but, critiquing capitalism, right? But um, yeah, the whole girl boss of it, but also like <laughs> there were certain things. What what, what there's just certain things that like also were not making sense about. It's been a while. I kind of dumped that movie. The sec- my like uh, the patriarchy or whatever. Yeah. Um. So yeah. I had Dune as my number three. Really? Uh, yeah, I thought Dune stunk. Not more than I think. <laughs> you thought it stunk? The, the more that I think about it, the whispering made me want to kill myself. Um, Timothy Chalamet, I will not rest until he gets the criticism he deserves um, for just being the same performance over and over again. He's like the Zendaya of like high high art film. <sighs> um, <laughs> no, just, don't compare him to Zendaya. Yeah, that movie just. And then, and then, of course, the Zendaya of it all, her just being. Terrible. Oh, yeah, she was. Uh, um, she was only in it for like 10 minutes. <laughs> I'm not looking forward uh, to the second one. Yeah, it just really didn't um, didn't do it for me, <laughs> except um, for Stalin's Garsgard. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, my number three was The Harder They Fall, which we reviewed pretty recently. Oh, fuck. I forgot about that movie. That I was just your, was like that was your number three. Most. Uh, yes, I really good, didn't enjoy watching that movie at all. I thought and long. I had high expectations for it, but I thought it was it, the visuals were really cool. Obviously, the acting, I think they did well with what they could do, but it just was like such a slog to watch. Yeah, that's like my that's probably an honorable mention for me. Yeah. Um, number two, the many saints of Newark. Mm. This, I mean, this one's a close to a number one, but my number one is so far above. I um, think I know that, like, one that this it could not surpass it. Um, but yeah, I mean, this movie fucking stunk. Um, they tried to put like two different store. If like I said already, if they made it into like a six part HBO miniseries, it could be good. Um, but holy shit, was that movie a fucking turd? Um, yeah, that's my number two. <laughs> my number two is Malcolm and Marie. Um, the reason why it's number, number two one and not number one is because I wasn't necessarily anticipating, like, oh, I wasn't really yeah. excited to watch it. I thought it could be interesting. The trailer looked interesting, but mm-hmm. man, was that one of the worst movies I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, my, the self seriousness and the fucking director and just the bad acting and the fucking monologues and diatribes. Oh, oh. my God. If somebody would have to pay me to fucking watch that movie again, Malcolm Marie. Yeah. Holy shit, that movie sucked. Oh my god, Zendaya didn't get enough criticism because there was people I remember on Twitter being like, "This movie's great." I was like, "What? No, who ever thought that movie was good? What's going? On? Those are like Tumblr core people, people who like fucking still think this is Tumblr verse." Malcolm, oh man, John David Washington, you shitbag. <laughs> I'm about to watch. I'm about time. to watch your dad fucking kill it in, in Macbeth while you just suck at every movie you're in. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's kind of bad for his career that his dad's coming back with such a banger. 
Yeah. Uh, my number one's Malcolm and Marie. <laughs> I mean, that fucking, I mean, again, bad. again, it wasn't, it wasn't a highly anticipated, but it was so bad. It had to make my list. Like it had yeah. to be my number one. When I saw it, when I was going through, I'm like, yep, that's my number one. <laughs> that movie sucks. <laughs> um, I don't even think I gave it that low of a score when we did, like, I think we gave it a low score, but I would give that like a 1.2. <laughs> <two. laughs> it was bad. It gets a one just for being a movie. <laughs> like that was so fucking bad. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh my yeah. My number one was Antlers uh, because oh. it was one of my most anticipated films of the year. I love horror movies. I'm always on the search for a good, well acted, interesting horror movie uh, that doesn't fall into the tropes. And it just was a real flop. Um, I liked the, you know, some of the character design and they really had a lot of potential exploring uh, indigenous lore, but they just didn't really. It just but was they very. White, they whitewashed it. Too. Yeah, they they had like the one indigenous actor. Yeah, briefly, and he but... should have been in, like they should have had way more indigenous representation to like use that as like their major selling point. Um, mm-hmm. They could, yeah, it could have been way better. I'm tired of. Uh... I'm tired of like um, movies relying on a creepy looking kid to carry the movie. <laughs> that kid was so fucking creepy. <laughs> Holy shit. He was annoying. Uh, yeah. So that was a huge flop, like I said. And it was better than Malcolm and Marie. But in terms of my anticipation and excitement for a film, I was very excited for it. And it just was bad. So, yeah, that movie. Uh, stinky, stinky. All right. Um, so that's it for those. Uh, maybe we'll do 20, maybe like most anticipated 2022 movies. Um, next episode, maybe, yeah. Um, okay, we got some very brief movie news. Um, Jean Marc Vallée dies at age 58. He was a Canadian filmmaker, film editor, and screenwriter, uh, best known for his work on uh, Dallas Buyers Club, Big Little Lies, and Sharp Objects. So, uh, according to uh, Vallée's family, the coroner's uh, preliminary report indicates that his death was not caused by the intervention of another party, a voluntary act, or a known disease via the Hollywood Reporter. Um, yeah, sad. Definitely has three uh, pretty big, uh, critically acclaimed products, um, mm-hmm. projects, I should say. So, RIP. yeah. Uh, big Little Eye season one was excellent. Uh, Sharp Object is one of my favorite miniseries. And yeah, he seems like he obviously had a lot of creative potential and capacity. Um, and it's always just sad when someone dies that young. So mm-hmm. rest in peace. Uh, Betty White dies peacefully in her sleep at age 99. Uh, the beloved comedian died on Friday at age 99, just two and a half weeks before what would have been her centennial birthday via people. Yeah. Um, I remember just seeing her in the news like like a couple weeks. I don't remember if it was like her and Ryan fucking Ryan Reynolds um, going back and forth about, you know, just make, making jokes or something. But yeah. And then she's just fucking dead. Um They've been making jokes about her being old for feels like 20 years. No, you're not 20 years, but like mm-hmm. I feel like since like 2013, Betty White became popular again. Yeah. Um, and she's just been around ever since. Any other thoughts? <laughs> no, it's sad that she died, but obviously, you know, she was 99. So. I know. Yeah. I know. Uh, I'm glad she died peacefully. Um. Talk I about added this, this a little bit. Yeah. About, uh, about basically Emma Watson almost quitting for uh, uh, Hermione uh, and the quote she had was, I think I was scared uh, speaking with Rupert Grint. I don't know if you ever felt like it got to a tipping point when you were like, this is kind of forever now via variety. And I mean, I know they've talked about like Daniel Radcliffe's talked about. He was like a heavy drinker at one point mm-hmm. during the series. Like, yeah, it's a ton of pressure. 
and they all look back on it now, like in this, at least in the reunion, know that fondly and everything. But yeah, I mean, it, it had to been crazy growing up like that. So I honestly, I mean, Daniel Radcliffe has shown an incredible amount of range as an actor. And Grint I don't, and, too. yeah, Rupert Grant. Oh my God. He's great in Servant uh, and wa- in Watson, Watson. But I still, even though she's not like an amazing actor, in my opinion, I still am not like, oh, she's only Hermione. Like I see past their, oh, yeah, me too. those roles. So the only one who I haven't right now is, is Ron Rupert Grant right now, mm-hmm. because I just haven't seen him in a lot. Like you've like Emma Watson's just been in the public eye a lot, regardless mm-hmm. of being in movies and same with Daniel Radcliffe. Like he's been, he's been in movies and he's in the public eye more. I feel like Rupert Grant's kind of stayed out of it probably on purpose. But uh, once he starts getting into more stuff, then um, it, he'll probably escape from that too. I guess. Uh, and also they were so young. So I think there's easier, an easier demarcation between like them as teenagers and then they're adults now. So but yeah, obviously it was probably a ton of pressure, and I mean he's still uh, still arguably one of the most like famous like characters in the world, Harry Potter. So. Oh, easily. Um, James Franco addresses uh, misconduct allegations, admitting that he slept with his students. He also admits to having a sex addiction, addiction, and he has previously been accused of sexual misconduct. I mean, like, like we're not we weren't really we weren't missing anything. I James Franco not in this world didn't realize that he was like not even like purposefully not being in stuff. Yeah, he hasn't been in shit. It's been like four years or something. So when I think his last thing was the uh, the room movie knockoff or whatever. I I tried looking into um, I was briefly looking into it, you know, the, the allegations and they had something about how Seth Rogen pranked him and was pretending to be a young girl. And I'm wondering if this is the same thing that I'm thinking of as when he was going to meet like a 17 year old fan at a hotel or something. Um, But yeah, obviously, you know, he's been accused by like five different people. Um, He says he has a sex addiction. I don't know. It's hard. It's like, again, he's not like an actor. I lament, you know, uh, that I want to see again. It kind of sounds like when Kevin Spacey was like, I'm gay. (laughs) When, oh when they were like, oh, yeah, you're a pedophile. He's like, no, I'm gay. I'm it's, like, what are you talking yeah, it's about? It's so tough because there's, you want, like, it's like, I in this question I grapple with is what is, um, not a recovery, but is there any kind of way that people can reconcile with this if they sexually assault someone? And obviously there's different levels of that. Army Hammer? No, he's done. Um, and, you know, that's... <laughs> Army I mean, hamburger. I mean, yeah, I guess. I mean, no, Army Army Hammer was definitely a creep. Kind of like but, cannibalism. <laughs> yeah, but like he didn't. Did he like commit anything, or was it just I think like there speaking? was like weird? No, I think there was like weird boundary crossing shit that he did. Okay, like, all right. Because um, right. for him, know, like, sure, I hate him, and I don't really have any need for him in pop culture. But like, he wasn't somebody who I was like, oh, he was like one of the worst, just because I thought it was just like the messages and shit. Um, no, he there was stuff about him physically harming people. Oh, okay. Um. What was I saying? Uh, but yeah, it's just hard to say. Obviously, like the 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 uh, survivors of the sexual assault, they're the ones who you know ultimately accept the apology and try to understand you know what it means to move on from that. But I just don't think many of these male actors have done a reasonable enough job trying to address these things. And most of the for most of the part, you know, it's they go on fine. Like uh, Louis C.K. has been touring. He really he makes jokes about that now on his tour, apparently. So it's like when people are like complain about like cancel culture, it makes me like annoyed because I'm like, well, these people still don't really like they may have to go into hiding, but for the most part, they're just moving on and like still making money. So it depends um, on the yeah, it depends on the situation. Um, 
depends on the person, depends on the situation. Like we just fall, we, we do a lot of like, just a lot of clickbait shit. And then people mm-hmm. go, go cancel culture, cancel culture, and they'll cancel somebody. And then you're like, okay, that was like way bigger of a deal than it really was supposed to be. And then there is a negative impact on people who really didn't do anything. So there I get it. But yeah, I mean, with like James Franco and all those guys, it's like, who cares? You know, fuck him. I don't really care to see him but yeah i just realized when like when it was like four years i'm like literally is anyone nobody's <laughs> like oh i need it. he's <laughs> had such amazing performances like no um peter dinklage addresses the fan backlash to the final season of game of thrones i don't know how if there's more to this quote but i just kind of put it in uh quickly he says it's fiction there's dragons in it move on fuck you peter dinklage <laughs> i mean i like you peter dinklage but fuck you you were, I mean, of course, yeah, there's, you know, how many fucking fiction pieces of uh, movies and TV there? I mean, like, what are you fucking talking about? Just because there's dragons in it, it can't be good. You were in a show that was probably like uh, wildly regarded as the best show, one of the best shows of all time. Mm-hmm. And it was fiction. So, I mean, so I think anything he probably just in the way hearing about it. I mean, yeah. the thing is, I was mad for like a few weeks, but I don't think yeah. about it now. No. I still think some of the standalone episodes in that season were amazing. I thought they didn't make sense towards the, the whole series, but some of the standalone episodes, the battles, uh, the drama and the, you know, there's just certain scenes that are like you know breathtaking that i still think about but obviously like they've they did a lot of misses like oh yeah <laughs> they did they would, so many misses they that. wouldn't like it doesn't deter me from watching it yeah again though like i mean yeah there was i mean like the overall like fucking <laughs> brand being the king you know, you know there's so many yeah don't get me wrong there's so much dumb shit that happened for like overarching plot plot and where you wanted to see things resolved but yeah there were still good episodes and good acting and- i mean what they did with a tv show like yeah. the budget that they had the set that they had the amount of mo- the amount of construction like just all the things that they did with that making basically like feature length films for episodes like it was you know like i said the 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 plot didn't really resolve in a way i liked but the standalone episodes like the the night king battle i love that when fucking uh daenerys is fucking up jamie and mm-hmm. his that episode is amazing like it was just yeah, there's a lot of cool cin- like cinematic stuff in that. So yeah, yeah, mm. okay. Well, that's it for uh, this week's episode. Oh, I have one more thing to add. Oh, this yeah. is just a comment that I'm going to be looking for in 2022, and also it's something that actually retroactively is true: is that Jake Gyllenhaal does a lot of PR for cops, and it's something that I'm noticing <laughs> more increasingly. But I will um, say, and I, I will say mm-hmm. from myself, I'm, I am. I'm firmly on his team when it comes to the Taylor Swift drama. Okay. I can't, I can't, I don't ingest news about Taylor Swift. Um, we, we can't talk about this again, <laughs> but I'm talking about on the stance of him representing cops. He's it's tallying up too much and he's go, he's going to be on like, I wouldn't <laughs> say it's like strong support. He's just been making some shitty movies about like, no, ambulance. he does prisoners. Okay. That's good cop. Uh, that's good. cop yeah, PR. I guess. Um, but he's he's making me nervous about going down. Like he's gonna be in like a bank robbery movie, <laughs> and he's making me nervous about the kinds of movies he's being in. Like, yeah, like I don't want to see like action star actiony stuff. Yeah, he needs to be doing some thespian shit. Yeah. All right. Um. So yeah, that that's it for this week's episode. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, follow us on social media, um, and we'll see you next week. Bye.